Welcome to Fantasy Sports Daily with Kyle Frank and Ray Flowers, Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't forget to use the promo code FSD20 for a 20% discount on the products over at FantasyGuru.com. There may be a few big-name starting QBs taking Week 18 off, but uh, Ray Flowers and Kyle Alfrink are not among them. We welcome you to Fantasy Sports Daily on a Thursday, powered by FantasyGuru.com. Kyle Alfrink on this end, Ray Flowers on that end. And, uh, Ray, there will be no uh, rest for you this weekend. Uh, You will be powering through uh, the next four or five days, right? Absolutely, yeah. My... uh... It was only 14,000 words today. My article went up this morning, my weekly uh, review. And, you know, it's really interesting. There's been a whole big thing. Jeff Manns and I talked about it on the Elite Sports Show yesterday on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. There's a lot of people in the industry that are done. Like, I'm not talking about people playing. I'm talking about industry people. They're not doing rankings this week. They're not <laughs> writing articles this week. And it's like, I, and I straight up said this yesterday on the show. If you paid for a product from someone besides us, and they're not doing week eight, week eighteen. You get an eighteenth of your money back because yeah. you bought the regular season at FantasyGuru.com. We're still cranking it out. We're still putting the articles, the rankings, this show. Uh, we're not taking it off, Kyle. Well, I, I've always kind of chuckled, Ray, because a lot of people, when we get to uh, July and August, they'll either sign up for a, a guide, you know, via the internet from whatever provider, or they'll go to you know Barnes and Noble wherever, pick up a magazine. And every time they look at those magazines or they look at those guides, uh, the stats that they read and the stats that are projected, you know, people love statistical projections. They're not stats through 17 weeks. They're projections for a full season. They're through 18 weeks. Uh, So it's always been a chuckle worthy where you say, oh, yeah, no one plays week 18, but... When we give you projections, they will include that 18th week. And when we tell you what a player did last season, it will include that 18th week. (laughs) So come on, make up your mind. (laughs) Does the 18th week count or does it not? Just kind of one of those things. Uh, But as we get to week 18, Ray and I obviously have talked about it this week. It's becoming a little more official, a little more clear as to who's in, who's out. We still have some uh, rumblings with injuries. Uh, maybe running backs, wide receivers, are they going to play? But in, certainly in terms of quarterbacks, uh, we are set to lock and load with a few of these names. Ray and I will give you the rundown of the decisions that have been made going into the weekend. Uh, also talk about a little bit more of what may jump up at you Saturday or Sunday. Uh, how about fill-ins? Because with guys sitting, there are a lot of cheap options in DFS. There are maybe some cheap waiver pickups for those in a championship uh, setup for this week. So we'll run you through some of those names. Great article, by the way, and we'll talk about this, uh, courtesy of Mike Horn over at Fantasy Guru, kind of taking a look at how fill-ins have done at quarterback when it comes to Week 18, so we'll touch on that. Uh, Get you the latest injury news, um, up to date on Jalen Waddle. Man, Waddle's a tough one, Ray. Uh, Sunday night, and I, I think at best, we're going to hear game time decision with Jalen Waddle. And I, I don't know if, you know, if I got something on the line this weekend, that is really rolling the die to kind of wait around until, you know, six o'clock on Sunday night to know if your wide receiver two is going to be in there or not. He's got to play though, doesn't he? I mean, I, 
I, and again, it might be six plays. It might be completely ineffective. That's the, I'd be shocked if he doesn't suit up, but yeah, it, it, it's the game of the week, right? It's the last game. It's going to get a gazillion people viewing it. Hopefully it's a great football game, but yeah, from a fantasy perspective, it's extremely hard in whatever format you're playing to be trusting Jalen Waddle this week. Yeah, so we'll uh, check in on that. Also, Rich Maletto is going to join us. Rich did such a great job last Thursday filling in for me that I said, what the hell, let's bring Rich back for a few more minutes on another Thursday. So he's going to jump on board and uh, kind of give us his Week 18 thoughts. Uh, speaking of thoughts, we got a lot of them over at FantasyGuru.com. we got promo code uh, codes galore. Um, FSD20 is still up there. Um, also, Ray, we have the uh, DFS coverage, really, for what, the next five, six weeks? Uh, DFS is huge, Tom, uh, NFL playoff season. And also, even for those getting into playoff leagues, you know, you might be doing drafts going into next week. Uh, that coverage is available as well. And, and right now, Ray, people can uh, get that at a discount for the next month or so. They can. A lot of people, you know, they're done with the seasonal piece or, you know, maybe they've never tried DFS. Maybe you're looking for a new challenge. You're, you're getting ready for baseball, but you're kind of slow playing that, taking some time. Join us for the DFS side of things. Uh, like you said, now through the Super Bowl. So you get all of it. You get the articles, the live streams, you get Discord access, ask questions. You kind of can maybe fill out the website if you haven't used DFS with us before. What's it like? What's all this talk about cash game breakdowns and all that? You get access to all of that through the Super Bowl if you sign up right now. Um, we hope that you take advantage of that. And uh, as Ray noted at the start, uh, we are still hammering out articles galore. In fact, Ray Flowers, you mentioned the giant article that is up. It's right there on the headline page. First article you'll see, the Week 18 NFL Game Day, game day matchups. Uh, so do visit that. And I see Sal in our chat room. Uh, wondering about golf coverage, not really on the site, but here on the show. Um, obviously, we're still in football season. Uh, golf is literally just beginning. Uh, we did have a write-up. I know yesterday, a cheat sheet yesterday. I'm sure there'll be another one coming up here over the weekend. Uh, but the golf season, PGA season, has just begun over in Hawaii. Obviously, week after week after week, uh, we cover it at fantasyguru.com. And from time to time, Ray and I will sneak it on here. Um, and, and I know probably coming up in late January, early February, we'll probably spend a day kind of talking about DFS golf, kind of bringing in one of our riders, one of our analysts, and kind of getting you set for the season. It's a slow ramp with PGA. Uh, you don't always have full fields. Uh, they're kind of playing at weird times with the matchups in Hawaii. But slowly but surely, it really starts to ratchet up. And we should note, as we get to the majors, uh, we will be previewing all those here on the uh, podcast. So, yeah, we will have golf. Um, I don't want to promise it in like the next week or two, just because there is still so much football to run through. Uh, but we'll be sliding in some more golf, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball is just around the corner. So as football fades, it's not like we're a football only pod. <laughs> we're, we're not going to spend the months of March and April. Oh, did we lose Kyle again? He's right, by the way. We're not going to spend the, the months of uh, March and April talking a lot of golf. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of baseball, of course. So, yeah, we try to do everything here. Kyle and I have got backgrounds in the old days uh, mm -hmm. with our show on SiriusXM. We used to have Kyle would kind of handle the basketball questions. I would kind of handle the hockey questions, and we both do baseball and football. And, Kyle, we've always prided ourselves, I think, on knowing a little bit about a lot of things and, yep. and bringing that to the listeners. Yeah, and, and there's so much more out there. I, I know football, as we always say. We, we know people love their football, and that's where people land. Uh, but there are tons of other things out there, and especially at Fantasy Guru, we kind of invite all comers. You know, soccer, UFC, golf, these are not massive sports, uh, but to our 
subscribers, and certainly to those who play DFS, we give you a major edge in, in those uh, sort of sports uh, because they are not things where millions upon millions of people are playing every Sunday. Uh, they are things with smaller fields, and if you have an edge, it can really pay off. So, yeah, we will cover all of that as we go through the upcoming winter and spring months right here on the pod. Ray, let's get into the football. Let's dig into the news that we have. And uh, most of this is not a surprise, but it became a little more official, I guess, on Wednesday. Uh, we're going to be sitting Lamar Jackson. Brock Purdy is sitting. Matthew Stafford is sitting. Uh, Joe Flacco is sitting. Patrick Mahomes is sitting. I don't know that any of those are a real surprise, Ray. And I do thank the powers that be for giving that news on a Wednesday. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's good to know I don't have to play that guessing game Hey, if Lamar Jackson gets a quarter or two quarters, is it worth it? If Patrick Mahomes is going to start, but I don't know if he's going to finish, is it worth it? All of that is at least taken care of. The next question, do any of these QB backups elicit excitement from Ray Flowers? Or are they mostly ignorable for Week 18? Well, I, I think it's really interesting because I've had a lot of back and forth on uh, social media at the Ray Flowers. Uh, about people who think playing week 18 is the devil, right? They're, there's <laughs> people, they can't be convinced it makes any sense. I've even got a poll up right now where I'm suggesting let's do week 17, 18 finals. Still, dumbest idea 80% 80, 80 of the people have ever heard of. I contend, and you just said it, isn't it easier slash better now to know Lamar Jackson is out mm -hmm. than to have Lamar Jackson in your lineup and have him break his ankle in the second quarter? Like, we know who's playing or not playing. It's even easier in week 18. Because these guys are out. This is not a scenario where they get hurt in the third quarter or something. Great. So, you know, do we have an interest in these guys? There, there are so many backups already playing. We've got backups to backups to backups not even playing. Joe Flacco, they're going their fifth quarterback now with the Browns. There's so much turmoil here that I hear the name Tyler Huntley, who I've seen out there before, and I know the Ravens aren't going to change their offense. I hear the name Sam Darnold, and I know there are things actually that Sam Darnold can do that Brock Purdy can't do physically there's his arm talent is, is, is higher so there's interest because the field is so leveled anyway Kyle that I think that you know as much as you don't want to, I'm not going down to Carson Wentz but the, <laughs> the, you know Huntley and Darnold you know I got some interest there yeah uh by the way Jeff Driscoll is the guy in Cleveland I don't think anybody's going there whether it's season long or DFS you know Wentz for season long hell no DFS, I'm not all that interested because, Ray, the, the Rams are sitting Kyron Williams. The Rams are sitting Cooper Cup. Mm -hmm. Tyler Higby's out. Like, that's the other part of this is it's right. one thing to say, oh, wow, I'm going to get a cheap Carson Wentz. But if the guys around him are a bunch of knockoff bargain bin dudes, too, who cares? And, you know, Kansas City's running into a bit of that. Now, Blaine Gabbert, I say that name and most people shudder at the thought of Blaine Gabbert because... You know, it's it's mostly been just a, a bad career. I, I hate saying it's the, the guy's still an NFL player. He's hung around for a number of years, but right. let's just say it hasn't lived up to expectations. But the problem with Kansas City, Ray, like you look at that practice report yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Pacheco now dealing with a hamstring. I mean, why push it with him? Mm -hmm. um, or excuse me, it's a quad. quad. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rasheed Rice, that's the hamstring. Mm -hmm. He got a DNP. I, I said yesterday, dude, Kelsey's going to be out there to at least get himself to a thousand yards, which may still be the case, but all of a sudden he pops up with a neck injury. So, you know, you look at Kansas City and again, what are you dealing with there? It's, it's, you know, the, it's a very depleted group of players around the Chiefs. 
maybe we get the news on those guys. I still think Kelsey is going to give it a go for a thousand. Like the, the first three play calls, Ray, maybe passes to Travis Kelsey, you know, just to get him to a thousand yards receiving for like a sixth straight year. But like Rice and Pacheco, pretty questionable, I think, for this weekend. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the offense for the last I don't know, six, eight weeks, right, for a long portion of time for the Chiefs, it just hasn't worked. I'm not now going to go to a backup quarterback in an offense that hasn't worked. Uh, Blaine Gabbert, no, I'm out. Like, and again, who knows, right? And the, the game is the game, and you got to play it and all that. But with the uncertainty, with the health of the major players that you mentioned, with the inefficiency of the offense with Patrick Mahomes for the last six weeks, Blaine Gabbert to me is you're not paying down to Blaine Gabbert. You're not being the smartest guy in the room by playing Blaine Gabbert. I think you're making a mistake if you're playing Blaine Gabbert. Um, I mentioned that Mike Horn article um, over at fantasyguru.com. And uh, Ray, it's it's well worth a read for anybody thinking about any of these quarterbacks. Uh, because again, we see this every week. I mean, this is a tradition unlike any other in the NFL, of uh, especially when the one seeds get to week 18 and everything's kind of locked down, you will see guys resting. And you know, we're seeing that with Jackson, Purdy, and some others. And and Mike took a look back. It's I think it goes back to 2012. Um, and it's not a giant list of quarterbacks, you know, over the preceding 10, 11 years. I, what is it, Ray? Maybe 20, 25 quarterbacks, 20, Something, 25 yeah, examples. Yeah. But for the most part, Ray, these fill-in quarterbacks who this week, you know, it's going to be Wentz and Gabbard and Huntley. They don't do very well. Um, I, I think I counted Davis Webb. In 2022, AJ mm -hmm. McCarron in 2019, and Landry Jones in 2016. I think, Ray, those are about the only three dudes out of 25 guys that have performed even better than average. Most of these guys land in the solidly low end QB2 when they get that start in the final week of the season. Yeah, Sean Mannion and Matt McGloin under four points. Those guys did not have their games. <laughs> There's so many names on that list, aren't there? I, one of the names, the late season fill-in, Patrick Mahomes, right, Ooh. in his first season. Uh, then you see Garner Minshew and Josh Dobb. Yeah, it's a, and by the way, for those people that aren't familiar with Mike Horn or if you haven't been a member at fantasyguru.com, um, his work is great. I really, he does a lot of work with kickers and people kind of say, what does difference to make? I think you get an edge with his work with the kickers, but any of his analysis is spot on. And I love the fact he, he has uh, footnotes. Like he, he actually talks about how he gets to anyway, great article there. Most of the work he does is fantastic anyway, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting list. And you know, the broader context isn't just, Hey, how did these guys perform? The broader context is what do the offense look like? Cause like Blaine Gabbard, if he comes in there, and Patrick Mahomes plays a series, and Rasheed Rice doesn't play, and Isaiah Pacheco doesn't play. Like at some point, it's like, well, who do these backups have that they're, you know, what are they, what's the offense doing? Is it they're just trying to play 60 minutes and not get hurt? Like they hand the ball off 32 times, they throw it 17 times, they're out. Uh, but it is an interesting list with some names that you wouldn't expect to see necessarily. And as you pointed out, only a few of them have really come through and had the success that would make them a viable option. This week is different though, because again, so many of the guys are already been knocked off before we got to week 18. Even if these guys have moderate efforts this week, they might still keep up. And and it's worth noting with this list of guys sitting, I get it. You lost Lamar Jackson. That hurts. I, I mean, that's a QB1. Brock Purdy, QB1. Th those are two QB1s. Honestly, Ray Mahomes has been more of a QB2 than a QB1. Uh, he's going to end the season with his lowest touchdown total ever. If I had told you before the season that Patrick Mahomes would only throw 27 touchdowns, Ray, you would have said he only played 
12 games. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people would have said that. So he's come up short. Stafford's been, you know, there's been some weeks where he's been a QB one, but for the most part, a QB two and hell Joe Flacco. I mean, five weeks ago, nobody had him on their team. Three weeks ago, people weren't even starting him. So. He wasn't on a team five weeks ago. Yeah, even yeah. an NFL team. So I, I get it. People get frustrated with this. I understand it. Uh, but really, the only people I truly feel sorry for are like the Jackson and Purdy owners. Because those would be guys, Ray, that um, it can be difficult to replace. And I get it. It sucks. I, I know this. Um, I've got somebody in a championship that I'm in. That I, I'm not me personally, but in the league I'm in. Uh, that is playing week 18. Mm -hmm. And Ray, they got to the championship because last week they were playing Tyrod Taylor in week 17. Now that's very, you know, it's one example out of trillions of leagues, right. but you can survive this. I, I know it may be painful. You may be looking at guys that you'd rather have pick up your trash than to win you a fantasy championship, uh, but it's doable. And remember, we reward the best team. Not the team with the best quarterback. <laughs> and, you know, you know it's interesting because I'm running a poll over on Twitter at the Ray Flowers. Uh, would you prefer a one-week final or a two-week final? The two-week final being week 17 and 18. 77% uh, of people said one week. Okay, yeah. And they're all saying guys resting, guys resting, guys resting, because, of course, that's the, the talking point. And someone posted a really good comment. They're like, look, the winner of your league shouldn't be the person who drafted Christian McCaffrey. The winner of your league should be the person that put the best team together, manage it the best way from start to finish. And, you know, we all have had injuries. We've all had things go wrong way. You, if you didn't make adjustments, you you went six and nine and never made, you're out, right? Like you've got to make changes. And the idea that I only want to play if my 10 guys are all perfect, my 10 guys that I drafted didn't get hurt, my 10 guys, come on, man, the best manager should be rewarded in playing week 18 and having to navigate all this stuff to your point that you've always made, Kyle, that's managing to win. Anyone can win if their top 10 guys don't get hurt. That's easy. It's how you manage it that really should be rewarded. And by not playing later in the year, we're not rewarding people that are good at that job. Yeah. And if you say, well, it's not fair. I mean, honestly, fantasy football has never been fair. Whether you're playing in week three or week six or week 11, week 18, it's never fair. Um, you know, life is fair. It's a, it's the old answer to all those adages, you know, of, uh, oh, it's not fair. Uh, we are here to help you survive week 18 or to maybe win some DFS in week 18. And one of the many great minds who is uh, going to help us out leading into this weekend is now with us. Uh, Rich Mileto hanging out with us on a uh, Thursday morning. Uh, Rich back with us on a Thursday, a, a personal thank you, Rich, for filling in last Thursday. I appreciated it. Ray said you did a great job, so uh, we both appreciated it. Uh, so good that we wanted to drag you back out here um, on, a, on a Thursday morning. Not as long this time, but let's talk some football. And, and Ray and I and everybody's kind of talking about backups this week, Rich. Um, let's start there. And, and I think for a lot of people, the DFS aspect is, is maybe what a majority of the audience is playing. And especially on Saturday with only two games and four quarterbacks, Tyler Huntley of Baltimore taking over for Lamar Jackson. Where, where do you stand on Huntley for this game against Pittsburgh? You know, I was listening to you guys earlier talking about the quarterbacks and, and their anemic per, uh, production. Interestingly enough, Huntley's actually filled in well for Lamar in the past. I mean, was it two years ago there was talk about Huntley maybe being better than Lamar or that he was the <laughs> Ravens looked better, they were winning games. You know, Lamar had been beat up and hadn't been playing well. The thing for me is, 
I got to believe the Ravens aren't all that motivated to play this week. They're locked in. They know that. And the Steelers are. I know it's a rivalry that the two teams hate each other. I'm worried that the Steelers defense steps up and comes to play and just punches them in the face. I mean, I think if I'm the Ravens, I'm more worried about getting through the game without injuries. Between the Steelers and Ravens games, there are always piles of injuries, piles of hits. So I think Huntley overall isn't actually that bad. The Steelers can be thrown on. We've seen multiple QBs have decent fantasy success here over the last month or so of the season against that defense. So Huntley's viable to me. I just, that whole game just screams disaster to me from a betting and fantasy standpoint. Rich, there was a period of time where the Rams used to have fans and the Rams and the Niners were actually a game that at least Bay Area wise and down South generated a lot of excitement. Two playoff bound teams, two teams resting their quarterbacks. And we both, we mentioned the names Darnold and Wentz earlier, Kyle and I did. What's your take on that game? Um, Lots of moving pieces here, lots of uncertainty who's going to be on the field, but talk to us specifically about expectations. If you have any for Darnold and Wentz. I'm expecting an ugly game. I mean, those are two quarterbacks that everybody had high hopes on three, four years ago. I mean, Mm -hmm. first round selections, top five selections, and we haven't seen it. I mean, neither, neither quarterback has been able to stay on the team. I'm more curious to see Sam Darnold because we've seen, you know, Purdy be Mr. Irrelevant and nobody think he has a strong enough arm and that offense works. And it's, you know, we've talked about it, Ray, being kind of like a point guard situation. I'm curious. This is to me, this is one of those, how good of a coach is Kyle Shanahan and how good of a staff do they have there at the 49ers? I've not sold. I'm not willing to bet on Darnold. I'm not willing to use him for DFS unless I just kind of want to throw him in there. Um, however, you've got I'm very curious to see it play out. I, I'm, I'm, how do I put this? I'm a scaredy cat at times. Like I don't like necessarily playing things I don't know. Right? Mm-hmm. I may think Darnold can get to a high ceiling, but we haven't seen it yet. We have. There's nothing for us to base it on that we think Sam Darnold can put up 20, 25 fantasy points this week. Both those defenses are are stiff. Even playing their backups, I think it's going to be tough on the defensive side. So. That's honestly a game that I'm just not overly interested in being involved with. I, I mean, it's who are we going to, I mean, is Kyron Williams going to play? Like, are we going to see a bunch of race Freeman? Um, one player I am excited about if Wentz plays is Tyler Higby, right? I mean, the tight end and, and Wentz seem to go hand in hand. So maybe Tyler Higby or Davis, the rookie that probably is going to play for him is a solid play for DFS, especially from like a cheap, you know, tight end option. But I got to tell you, I mean, that's more your forte, but I'm really not looking forward to that game. Yeah, no one cares about the Rams anymore, so it's okay. Right? <laughs> uh, the highest game total, if we move on to Sunday, uh, is Seattle and Arizona. And the, it's 48 right now. And these are a couple of teams that really, their offenses for the majority of the season, moderate to effective, right? Not anything to get excited about. But again, big point total this week. Are you buying that number of 48? Are we to the point where these two defenses are just, mm, these teams just going to open it up and have some offense? Vegas knows something, right? I mean, because I'm with you guys. These are two offensive teams that we just haven't been able to get behind. At the same time, they're two defenses that we have been targeting, right? I mean, we've been telling people, play your quarterbacks against Arizona, right? So I kind of lean on the Vegas side here. I'm not sure it gets that high. I'm not sure that it's going to be, you know, the high scoring game of the weekend. But I do think it's probably going to be more points than we expect. And it may be just a really ugly football game ugly ugly kind of sounds like mini games this season if if that one 
Because as Ray noted, 48, that's the biggest total outside right. of Buffalo, Miami. If, if that one doesn't get to that number, is there a game? Because there's a lot of them in the high 30s, low 40s. Is there another game that could be uh, sneaky for some offense, you think, on Sunday? I actually think, I mean, be, obviously the Bills-Dolphins is one to watch that. But that's not on Sunday, right? Or that's the Sunday night game. Yeah. Um, but we think that's going to be competitive, right? I think that's where some of that comes from. And I think probably the same can be said for that Arizona matchup. It's probably going to be back and forth. Well, another game I feel that'll be like that. And it's, again, two offenses that have scored points throughout the year and defenses that have been up and down. It's the Colts-Houston. I mean, those two teams are both playing for legitimate playoff spot, right? Like, that is one of the few games that both teams involved in have a lot on the line and have a lot to play for. And Michael Pittman's back. We've seen Gardner Minshew. I mean, Pittman was on his way to probably having close to 200 yards before he got concussed in that Steelers game. Um, Stroud is back, right? Nico Collins is back. I will not be shocked if the Houston-Indianapolis game goes over 50 points. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where I think I think a 30-20, a 28-25 game is definitely in play. You know, you, you mentioned that Sunday nighter, Rich, and it's a huge one, too. The, the winner, you know, gets it, the AFC East title. They get the home game next week in the playoffs. Miami comes into this limping, to say the least, licking their wounds, if you will. Um, I don't know how much great information we're going to get on them going into Sunday night. And for those who want to play the showdown and that'll be a fun showdown. I think a lot of people will jump in on that Bills Dolphins game. How do you see that going, especially with all the issues on the Miami side with injuries, but on the Bills side, I, I know they're winning rich, but it's not like they're a, a well-oiled fine-tuned machine. We still, we're on almost two months now of a guy like Stefan Diggs doing nothing for fantasy players, which is kind of stunning. Yeah. And I think the bigger story is the defenses. I mean, Miami's defense, you know, we talked about it last time we were on together, how, you know, outside for prior to the last two weeks, there was only one game where they allowed more than 175 yards passing over the previous six weeks, but they lost Bradley Chubb Why he was in there down by 30. I'll never know, but it is what it is. He's done for the year. And unfortunately for the dolphins, He's probably going to miss most, if not all of next year. Like talk about a, a bonehead decision, in my opinion. But I think it's more about the defenses. The Bills defense is still beat up. The Bills have been winning games, but it's not like they've. this is a defense that everyone fears. They've had some decent matchups. You know, the Bills playing the Patriots, who, whose offense has been terrible at times. I think this is going to be a little more high scoring because I'm not sure either defense can stop either offense right now. And while Diggs hasn't been all that, James Cook has. He wasn't last week, but James Cook's been a factor. They've been using him in the passing game, which I think they need to do against the Dolphins this week. Tyreek Hill's hurt, too. It's not. I mean, to your point, the Dolphins have limped in. The Bills are kind of skating by. The Bills are playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, so I give them a little bit of a lean in this game. But, man, both these teams, I think, to be fair, I think both teams are kind of pretenders when it comes to the playoffs. Hmm. You know, every week in the DFS space, Rich, we talk about potential bargains, right? And we try to find the players that are undervalued cost-wise that obviously perform well. That's not breaking any news. Uh, they're often players that everyone focuses on because there's a late injury or something like that. This week, there's a lot, right? Because there's a lot of players, <laughs> the quarterback position in particular, I think a lot of people are going to pay down at, right? Because there's the opportunity to do so. Asking a broad question, are there any players that you have seen in the early look here at DFS that stand out to you as cheap options that you're interested in? And is this a week to be a hero? I, I mean, because, I, again, a lot of people are just going to – they're going to play those GPPs with, you know, the blank average their quarterback. 
Yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts uh, if you're going to pay down this week? You got any guys you've noticed thus far? You know, and these are kind of gut shots because we haven't got confirmation that the guys in front of them aren't playing, but I like both the matchups and their situations. At running back, it's Clyde Edwards-Alaire and uh, Pierre Strong. The Browns have already made it known that, hey, they're sitting Flacco. I believe Cooper's probably going to sit. Um, I can't I can't understand why they would force Jerome Ford out there, um, even Kareem Hunt to some degree. I mean, there's no reason to, to beat these guys up. And Pierre Strong has looked good. I mean, I don't know how many people have been watching some Browns game, but every time Pierre Strong touches the ball and is on the field, he's looked explosive and he's looked as good as Jerome Ford for the most part. So at $4,000, I think it's worth a gamble. I mean, I do think if you're going to make money this week in DFS, you're going to have to get a little crazy because everybody's getting crazy. Like that's just, the chalk is going to be more spread out. There's going to be a lot of weird pivots to your point, Ray. The quarterback position is going to be all over the place. Probably some bad decisions made there, but those are two running backs I really like. Cause I, if I'm the chiefs, I can't imagine they want to keep Pacheco out there with the shoulder injury and you know, the recent concussions. I mean, the best part of their offense has been Pacheco. So I've, would hope they would want to protect him. So those are two at running back. At receiver, I got to tell you, Zay Jones at 3800 bucks is really, really intriguing. Now, we don't know if he's going to play, and that's a big, big question. But if he does play, he only needs a couple of catches to, to work out at the 3800 And with Kirk out and all the other problems there in Jacksonville, I got to believe Zay, Zay Jones has, has popped a few times for us. And mm-hmm. The other one is Alex Erickson for the Chargers. Easton Stick seems to have a little bit of a kind of affinity for him um, at $3,700. He's going to be getting, a, I mean, he played a lot of snaps last week. So that's another receiver I think is is, is worth a gamble. I do think you're going to have to get a little bit crazy this week to win. Rich Mileto with us. Last thing out the door, you're talking about Jacksonville on the offensive side. Uh, they're up against Tennessee. Ray, Ray noted yesterday, and, and I agree with him, um, I'm taking Tennessee to win this game against Jacksonville. Um, Derrick Henry could be yeah. his last game as a Titan. He's like 6,400 bucks, which, I mean, that puts him out of like the top 12, top 14 most expensive running backs. I, I kind of like uh, Derrick Henry is not a guy I've drafted. I kind of think he's washed up. We've seen a bit of that this year. But do you, do you buy the idea of that, uh, hey, Tennessee is going to give Derrick Henry one of his classic games of like 25 touches and just have it shove it down the throat of the Jaguars on Sunday. I think that's a high possibility. And if you look, see, I'm into stories and narratives. Derrick Henry's from that Jacksonville area, right? And he has absolutely destroyed the Jaguars when he has played them. Hmm. I mean, some of his career games, I want to say like two of the top three are against Jacksonville. I do think that's a possibility. Um, Will Levis is banged up again. He got hurt again. So I think you're going to have to lean on the running game. And Jacksonville has not been able to stop the run. They haven't been able to stop anybody the last month on defense. So I am a little leery at the $6,400, but I got to tell you, I mean, with some of the cost savings you could do in other places, look, Mike Dempsey's Jacksonville guy, right? And he and I just had a conversation about it. He fully expects Derrick Henry to just, thump Jacksonville because that that has been what Derrick Henry does I mean I forgot how many we were talking about I can't remember how many games it is so fire up Derrick Henry I've got no problem with that it may be a little risky but much stranger things have happened yeah you know Derrick Henry is in year three of his career and and Tennessee is going to make use of him next year maybe they scale back after all right 
what are they playing for? But there's every expectation this could be the final game for Henry in a Titans uniform. It's in front of the home fans. It's a big game for for Tennessee just to knock off a rival. And I was gonna say, their, yeah. yeah, I would say this is Jacksonville's hurrah, right? I mean, if this yeah. is a division rival, don't you want to end their playoff chances? Yep, absolutely. Uh, Rich, we are to the end of our visit on a Thursday, man. Great to see you. Thanks for taking the time out. Good luck this weekend. I know you'll be in Discord uh, helping people as well as many of our other writers and uh, analysts. So uh, have fun, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Okay, buddy? Really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate the yeah. kind words. Rich Mileto hanging out with us here on Fantasy Sports Daily. Kyle Alfring and Ray Flowers back with you. Uh, while we were visiting with Rich, you know, we're talking about all these quarterbacks that may sit and, and their backups. Uh, Trigger Finger in the, in the chat room, Ray, has a good question. W- would Baltimore sit Justin Tucker <laughs> for this game on Saturday? I, I would say for the most part, no. Now they could, you know, there's some thought. But the problem is, Ray, most teams don't even carry a backup kicker on their practice squad right you'd have to go out and sign a guy this week and then you'd have to immediately throw him in there not that they wouldn't but i think it's doubtful that that baltimore or anybody else would be thinking of making that sort of move yeah what you do i mean and we saw this with dustin hopkins right he was injured on a kick return what you do is you say you kick the ball place kicker and then you don't do anything on the the kicks you (laughs) kick the ball and stand there don't try to make a tackle don't be a hero if there's a guy streaming by Give them the old ole, right? Don't hurt yourself trying to do something you're not normally do, doing. Uh, there are some punters that can place kick some, but as we've seen this year, including the situation with the, the Chiefs earlier in the year, right? They're, not every punter can place kick. So, yeah, it's almost impossible to think that a, a place kicker, no matter who it is, would be sat. A team could just choose to go on fourth down or punt it all the time. So they could do that too. But I, yeah, in general, it's not something to worry about. And then on great filibuster, he asks then about the O-lines and D-lines. Um, I, I think, Ray, most of these guys will play. Like all pros, starters, they'll play. They may be removed early, especially on the D-line. Uh, if a game's out of hand or if they start looking at the scoreboard. Like Philadelphia is a classic example. You know, if they get to halftime and Philadelphia is winning by a touchdown, and they look at the scoreboard, and Dallas is up by 13 on the road at Washington. You may see the second half where the Eagles start removing guys. D-line, I think it's possible. O-line, it's it's a very fine line, Ray, because mm-hmm. the, the problem with removing O-line guys is, at this point, every single team is using backups on their O-line somewhere, some more than others, but pretty well it's unheard of that everybody has their same starting five that they had back in week one. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to get your guy killed. You know, you don't want to put up a backup right guard. You may see some of that, but to me, Ray, and and maybe this is why I'm not a, a DFS ace. Maybe this is why I'm not in a Week 18 championship anywhere. But I don't have the time to go through all that with D-lines and O-lines and downgrading O-lines and downgrading matchups because I think, you know, the left guard might be sitting out in the third or fourth quarter. If, if you want to go down that road, you certainly can. But to me, that's kind of like the, the true minutiae that I don't know if you gain a huge edge because you're just guessing. And we don't really know how these coaching staffs are going to handle those positions. Well, like with the Texans, Tunsil's beat up their left tackle. Could he sit or, well, they got to win a football game, but yeah. could he, because he's hurt, you know, that's, that's one scenario versus I'm sitting someone who's somewhat healthy on the offensive line. And Kyle's right too. Let's play this out. You're the Rams. Got Carson Wentz in there, right? And uh, Carson Wentz gets blasted because you got the third string left tackle in. 
is Stetson who, who's the back quarterback? It's gonna be Matt Stafford, right? So now Matt Stafford's gonna go in the game, and now yeah. you're running the risk of Matt Stafford getting hurt, which is what you're trying to avoid in the first place, right? So yeah, I think for the most part, you know, offensive linemen in particular, how do they get hurt? Almost always it's in a scrum getting rolled up on or something. It's hardly ever on a one-on-one block situation, anything like that. So I I agree with you. I think there's a higher likelihood that defensive linemen would be rested than offensive linemen. But for the most part, you know, I think that the majority of offensive linemen continue to play. Let's get to some other issues going into the weekend. And again, uh, quarterbacks, we got the news yesterday. Mahomes, Jackson, Purdy, Stafford, Flacco, all those guys are going to sit. Ray, we got a lot of midweek DNPs, which is understandable this late in the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, But these are some big names. I mean, Waddle, we talked about him earlier, probably looking at a game time decision. Mostert is still out for the Dolphins. Devonta Smith, Zay Flowers, Noah Brown, T. Higgins, Alvin Kamara, Cole Komet at tight end. A lot of guys, even Baker Mayfield, Ray. We, we talked about him on the uh, program and all of the incentives that he's kind of going after this weekend. Um, he showed up with a mispractice, a rib injury. I think he's going to play. It's a huge game for Tampa. They sure as hell don't want Kyle Trask under center. But loads of names popping up here, um, even outside of the quarterbacks that we know, like the Kansas City situation is totally unknown. So it's it's a it's a wet and wild week uh, for here in week 18. It is. And really, to be fair, it always is. You know, this is especially as we get later in the year. And we have to remember that there's no Thursday game this week. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have extra time like. You know, and we're still answering questions over at fantasyguru.com and Discord. And it's like, I've gotten a few starting sit questions. And it's like, guys, if there's, what are we, if we're picking a guy up off the waiver wire that's different, then who do I start this week? Mm-hmm. We got plenty of time to figure this out. It's a Thursday morning. It's 8.30 on the West Coast. Like, we don't have any information. This is this is standard practice. This week, they're bigger names. You know, and this week, we have the addition of these guys are sitting out this week. But this is what we go through. So we have the, the ability, at least this week, to not have to, play someone on a Thursday that we're not quite certain about, and then go see the guy that plays Sunday have a better game because we were forced to play a guy on Thursday. And there is perhaps the other side of the coin. Um, It sounds like Josh Jacobs has a bit of a chance. I don't know why, but a bit of a chance to play this weekend. Cortland Sutton, who did not play last week, could be out there this week. We talked about Waddle. Uh, Christian Watson, remember him? He was at practice yesterday. So Christian Watson could be a go. I think Jaden Reed's looking okay. Uh, Jamar Chase, Ray, I, I guess he's going to give it a shot. Um, kind of just playing for pride, I guess, right now with the Bengals. I don't know how much there's there's really to go off. I, I think with Chase, Ray, there, there's a little bit of an ego here. La- last week, he was a race from that game against the Chiefs. So maybe Jamar Chase just doesn't want to go out with that kind of game. You know, maybe it's a chance for him to put up seven catches and 180 right. yards against Cleveland. He's four catches from 100, too, maybe. You know, yeah. maybe that that's. I mean, it's really interesting, too, isn't it, that Jamar Chase has had an uneven season quarterback play. Jake Browning comes in there, and it's just not really happened for Jamar Chase. Still four catches from 100. Like, when you have a bad season, you catch 100 passes, you're pretty good. How about Trevor Lawrence? Um, I I think he's going to play, Ray. He was limited in practice yesterday, and we're going through this rundown of quarterbacks and who's in, who's out, who's just not good, you know, all these things. (laughs) Through no real success of his own, is Trevor Lawrence a QB1 this week? I mean, that name says hell yeah when you compare it to like Nick Mullins or Sam Howell. I don't, but the numbers are not there. But is he a QB1 against Tennessee if he if he gets the call? You know, right now in the rankings over at fantasyguru.com, he is. And hmm. I, you know, as much as I want to disagree with that, it's like 
Can I? Because, I mean. Who else you going with, man? <laughs> who else you going with, right? And the last six games that he's played, he has produced 14 touchdowns, four of them running. But, that's, you know, that's more than two a game, obviously. And there's turnovers and, you know, has he lived up to expectations? At the end of the day, he's he's been usable in the fantasy space. Uh, and so I think that given the nature of the game for the Jaguars, you know, given the weapons he should have at his disposal and given his relative success of late, I think he is in play as a quarterback one this week, even though it's one that, you know, makes me a little nervous to say. Could have Zay Jones back. He was limited. That You know, we asked the question to Rich, is there a game that uh, you like for points? And and that would be mine, Ray. I think the Jags and the Titans, um, what, 39 and a half, I think, is the number that I'm seeing. Um, I would take the over there. And we, don't, again, don't think about those teams as, as great offenses, but I, I think the Jaguars have the talent on the field, especially if Lawrence is back. Uh, to put up 20. And I think Tennessee is going to be right there with them. And the defenses are not much to write home about. So that would kind of be my game. couple of other things uh, mentioned Mullins and Sam Howe. Those guys will get the starts for their respective teams. Uh, Zach Moss, a full participant at practice. He's missed the last three weeks or so with that broken forearm. Uh, but you still have Jonathan Taylor there. So you're going to see a lot of JT against Houston. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jalen Waddell, again, there's a chance for this week. Um, Alvin Kamara would not be surprised at all if he sits this week with that ankle injury and kind of his veteran status, although the Saints are still playing for something. So maybe they'll push it with Kamara. Um, other than that, Ray, Cortland Sutton limited tag again. Most of this is going to get updated today. Tomorrow we'll have a better read going into the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll continue, as we said at the start of the show here, we'll continue to cover all of this as business as usual at fantasyguru.com. So we'll updates, we'll have the injury report updates, we'll have the article updates, the rankings updates. Uh, we'll continue to stay on the case for you. So no matter what form you're playing fantasy football in week 18, we got you covered. And one other thing we have not mentioned, Amari Cooper uh, didn't play last week, not practicing this week. Again, nothing to play for. I and, and you're dealing with Jeff Driscoll. So Amari Cooper owners probably benching him, even if he plays. I mean, that, that may be two routes, and then he goes to the sidelines. So I don't think Amari Cooper is going to be available. And uh, Ray, that San Francisco backfield, I, I guess we are trending towards Mason over Mitchell at this point. There's just... Uh, a lot more of the uh, breeze blowing in the direction of Mason kind of being the guy. Mitchell didn't even practice yesterday mm -hmm. because of an illness with San Francisco. Yeah, and I, I poo-pooed this idea earlier in the week, and maybe I was wrong. Maybe it is going to be Mason and not yeah. Mitchell. That is certainly the way things are trending right now. Jeff Manns and I talked about this on the Elite Sports Show, and we basically said, look, the Niners offense is probably still going to have success in this game. Aaron Darnold uh, is likely to see a lot of rest for the Rams. They're resting all their offensive guys. Why would they rest him in the center of that line? Niners going to run the football effectively. So whoever is that starting running back for the Niners, especially if they're getting 18 touches this week, that's going to be someone to consider playing this week in fantasy football. Could be your uh, week 18 hero, Jordan Mason. How about that? You, you wait all year for these moments, and maybe Mason carries you to a title. Again, we got two games on Saturday, full slate on Sunday. The one game on Sunday, there is no Thursday nighter. There is no Monday nighter. So you don't have to worry about those things. Uh, by this point, next Monday, we're going to know who's in the playoffs. We'll start recapping the season running through all the numbers and uh, letting you know what we thought of this 2023 fantasy football year. And then we start getting into other things tomorrow. We've got much, much more coming your way on week 18, much, much more on the injury front as well. So we'll see where the uh, route takes us over the next 24 hours. Uh, Ray, good stuff today. want to thank Rich Mileto. want to thank all of our uh, visitors and uh, commenters in uh, X or in Facebook or YouTube. Uh, those listening to us over at fantasyguru.com, those who download the podcast, Certainly appreciate that. Uh, Ray, we'll do it again tomorrow. Looking forward to it, pal. Thanks. want to thank all of you. We'll catch you on Friday. This has been Fantasy Sports Daily, powered by Fantasy Guru.
www.thebrandmarketingmonday.com.